0: Lake Placid, New York, September 1985. White iced chocolate cake, root beer, and butterscotch sundaes are delightful treats for everyone. But to someone who spent five nights lost, alone, cold, and hungry in the Adirondack Mountains, they taste better than ever imagined. Before we continue with our story, we need a little background information. Autism or Autism Spectrum Disorder, referred to as ASD, is a broad range of conditions characterized by challenges with social skills, repetitive behaviors, speech, and nonverbal communication. There are many subtypes of autism, presenting a unique set of strengths and challenges for each affected individual. The Centers for Disease Control estimates that autism affects an estimated 1 in 54 children in the United States and its impact is likely lifelong. Bittersweet Farms in White House, Ohio, a suburb of Toledo, is a farm and home serving people with autism. Their mission is to positively impact the lives of individuals with autism and those whose lives they touch. The farm sits on 80 acres of fields, gardens, and woods in rural northwest Ohio. Bittersweet Farms provides opportunities for self paced, distraction free activities that are immensely meaningful to participants. Activities include agriculture, planting and harvesting, horticulture, greenhouse operations, produce marketing, fencing and landscaping, construction, repair and maintenance, craft making, and woodworking. Not only does this environment and these activities have therapeutic value, but they also contribute dynamically toward vocational training. Founded by Betty Ruth Kay, a teacher who taught autistic students in the mid-1970s, she saw her students age out of her classes and faced a bleak future. Job prospects were tedious and repetitious and often specially created for those with autism. Aging parents would continue to care for them, and placement in mental institutions was not infrequent. Kay knew there had to be a better way for those with autism to learn and live. As she visited and researched vocational programs and techniques, she found Somerset Court in England, a six-house farmstead community serving autistic adults. There, the residents learned to reside and provide for themselves under supervision. Incorporating Somerset Court's successful group's framework and approaches Case set out to duplicate a similar community here in the United States, resulting in Bittersweet Farm. She became their first director in 1983 after purchasing an 80-acre site herself. Two years into the development of her vision for a thriving autistic community, a potential tragedy unfolded. A multi-day field trip to the Adirondacks to enjoy some hiking and picnicking turned into a five-day ordeal for one man. A group of 11 hikers, four counselors, and seven community members of Bittersweet Farms began their trek on Saturday morning, September 7, 1985, at Adirondack Lodge. Their destination was Rocky Falls, a lovely waterfall with a cascading lower section located after a gently rolling hike of just over two miles. At the falls was a lean-to that would afford an excellent spot for lunch near the gurgling brook. An autistic person is most upset by change, said Betty Ruth Kay, once again the director of Bittersweet Farm in White House, Ohio, where Ronald Ronnie Adams, age 20, was a resident. And the change in Ronnie's life meant a lonely sojourn in the woods that began early Saturday evening when he was discovered missing from the group of seven other young adults like himself and four counselors as they walked on the trail near Adirondack Lodge. One of the counselors chaperoning the group, Ed Fujikawa, said the last time he saw Ronnie was when they stopped for lunch at the Lean-To near Rocky Falls along the Indian Pass Trail. After lunch, everyone was present when a headcount was conducted. Discovering Ronnie gone from the group around 6 p.m., Mr. Fujikawa and another counselor searched the area back in the direction of Rocky Falls after notifying authorities at 6.30 p.m. As time passed and the temperature dropped, the intensity of the search efforts escalated. Get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. The staff here that puts together episodes of In the Wild are all loving HelloFresh and their variety of options to suit any dietary needs. I love the package that I got Such a wide range of recipes and flavors, HelloFresh offers convenient no-contact delivery to your doorstep for easy home cooking with the family. The recipes are easy to follow with simple steps and pictures to guide you along the way, and you'll streamline the supply chain. Now, what that means is that produce gets to you faster and fresher than the grocery store. Makes things a lot easier, right? Go to HelloFresh.com. Slash in the wild 90 and use the code in the wild 90 to get $90 off, including free shipping. Once again, that's hellofresh.com slash in the wild 90 and use code in the wild 90 one word to get $90 off, including free shipping. Check that out. And now, the conclusion of this week's installment of In the Wild. More than 100 forest rangers, state police, and Department of Environmental Police and volunteers searched for the autistic young man under Gary Hodgson, a ranger of the New York State Environmental Conservation Department. Two tracking dogs also joined the search. Persistent rain and fog continually hampered search efforts, which were described as slow but meticulous. Search parties use the search method of walking close together in straight lines. Each person in the search party can look down and see the person's feet on their left or right. They look for the lost person and evidence of tracks and broken branches. Temperatures were warm and seasonal during the day, but dropped to the lower 40s at night. Forecasts called for temperatures to fall into the 20s for midweek, so there was an urgency to find Ronnie quickly. Additionally, the terrain was difficult off-trail. The area features Indian Pass, a gorge with 600-foot cliffs, balsam swamps, and large boulders. A participant in hundreds of searches during his 21-year career as a ranger said that 95% of the lost are found within a day or two. Sadly, this was not the case for Ronnie. On Sunday, searchers found Ronnie's backpack, but no other indication that he was nearby. The pack was found 50 yards off from the trail. The next sign of Ronnie came late Monday. A fresh footprint was found near Rocky Falls. It wasn't until Wednesday searchers found another sign of Ronnie. His boots and flannel shirt were found discarded in the woods. While hopeful Ronnie would be found, it had to be soon due to the forecast of below freezing temperatures and the threat of hypothermia. Almost five days after his disappearance, Ronnie was found just after 11 a.m. on Thursday morning, September 12th, by a 10-person search party headed by Forest Rangers Roberts and White. The search party heard yelling about 20 yards in front of them. After directing the other members to halt the line, the two rangers who led the search approached Ronnie, clad only in his shorts and lying on the ground, not moving. While he discarded his backpack, shirt, and hiking boots along the way, which had helped searchers, with each item left behind, he made himself more vulnerable to the elements. Searchers had narrowed the area down to an area one quarter mile wide and one half mile long by finding the clues Ronnie had left. Ronnie was found one and a half miles from where he was last seen, but could have traveled five or six miles depending on how much wandering he did. He was alert and shaking from the cold, and his first words were, I want to go home. His rescuers immediately started to warm him with blankets and hot tea. Since Ronnie was still shivering, the rescuers knew Ronnie hadn't reached the severe hypothermia stages. Once someone stops shivering, severe hypothermia has set in and if not treated immediately can result in pneumonia, heart rhythm problems, cardiac arrest, and death. Ronnie was glad to see Ed Fujikawa, who stayed to aid in the search while the others from Bittersweet Farm returned home. Mr. Fujikawa provided familiarity to the missing man. After a venture that might have caused hysteria and panic in others, dehydration was Ronnie's most serious problem, coupled with a low body temp of 96 degrees. Ronnie's feet were cut and afflicted with trench foot due to dampness. He also lost a great deal of weight. Mrs. K said, We never know how Ronnie spent his nights or how he managed to survive. Residents at Bittersweet Farm keep day-to-day journals. Maybe he will write some of his memories of being lost and then found. After he was found, he was carried by rescuers in a basket-like litter to Indian Passbrook, where a hovering helicopter airlifted him to a hospital. Miss K called it a most impressive rescue. It was in the hospital that Ronnie enjoyed his special order of favorite treats. He may not have realized it, but he had spent his 21st birthday in the wilderness of the Adirondacks. Today, Bittersweet Farms continues with their mission to positively impact the lives of individuals with autism and those whose lives they touch. To find out more about Bittersweet Farms in White House, Ohio, you can visit their website at bittersweetfarms.org. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review at your favorite podcasting platform. To catch all the latest from In the Wild, you can follow us on Facebook at narrative.fm. Thank you, and join us next week for another episode of In the Wild. This week's episode was narrated by Ian Scotto and written by Beverly Fraser.